Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome to episode 161 of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man that's bringing sexy back, Mr. JD Justin Davis. And our third man in the booth for this episode, the one, the only, the man that fears geese or geese fear him. I don't know whichever way you want to look at it. What's up, bud? Hey, RJ, I ain't scared of no goose. I know somebody else he's not scared of, and that's JD uh, or uh, JD, Jay-Z Flair. Not even a little bit. I mean, he body <laughs> slammed his ass, so I saw that live. <laughs> I, oh, that was uh, that was the first. Uh, that was a low key big low key yeah. big hug. That was the first one, right? That was before he. Oh yeah, was. he scooped him up like easier. I mean, it it looked like Hogan slamming Andre. It was fantastic. Yeah, and this it's, is pre his work and working out too. So he wasn't like he was a light. Oh like, he wasn't yeah, like like a feather. Uh, pond water rolls out of bed, body slamming motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and and geese. <clears throat> Hey, I tried to body slam Dawkins in Chicago last year, and how'd that go? It did not go anywhere. <laughs> was, was, that, was that was that pre or post your uh, fiasco? Is that pre? Oh, pre. That was like the night I got there. <laughs> okay, we were out there. We were down there in the green room, like two o'clock in the morning, and I thought he was going to put me through a table. He he lifted me with no effort. <laughs> he, he probably trademarked the table, make you sign, then he put you through it. <laughs> Because he, we were heading over that way, he said, "Can I break it? Can I break it? Can I break it?" And then Conrad, Conrad wouldn't answer him, so he didn't do it. <laughs> um, so w- the reason why we brought you on, it's not because we like you, but we wanted to. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We wanted to be a son of a. We want to get to the bottom of this damn goose story, Dave. I mean, we we teased this last week at the end of the show. We want to hear the blow-by-blow situation here. What happened with this damn demonic goose? I don't normally have a problem with the geese here. Every year, these geese come, these two geese come to our pond, and she lays her eggs in the same spot. For the last three years, she's been in the same spot. And almost to the day, I mean, it's 
because I'll see where I'd updated it in previous years on my social media. It was, I mean, it's how their schedule works. It, 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 that part blows my mind. And I like having them around. So the mama had, um, she had seven eggs, eight eggs, five of them hatched. And we saw the five babies swimming with her. Uh, there was two eggs that were still in the nest and there was one that it was hatching. And I guess that one didn't make it. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, but normally when I go out there, they move. If they're in front, of, if they're by my tree that I really like, towards the front of the pond, they'll get in the water, they'll swim to the other side. They may make honk a little bit, but they don't normally ever do anything. The mom and the babies always move around. Yeah. And the dad and the dad will follow, the, the dad will follow up. But I'd got this new belt. I found a independent belt. I was referee and they handed it to me. And when they handed it to me, let me tell you something, something about a Reggie Parks belt that mm-hmm. when it's handed to you, that you kind of know it's special. It mm-hmm. stands out. I, I mean, and it's just, especially a, a good ring used one. And I, I knew this belt was special when they handed it to me. And I, we're in the ring, though, for the title match. So I get it in position to hold up. And I hold it up. And as I look, bring it down, I'll make sure that I can see the back of it. And I see the Reggie Park stamp on it. So mm-hmm. I made a deal with them to get them, um, get them a heavyweight belt and a set of tag team belts. And we, and we trade. So wait, um, did, did the goose attack you to try and get this belt? I think it wanted a shot at the champ. It's the only thing I've done different. <laughs> well, it's, it's not it's, a, it's, well, it's either that or Jay-Z Flair hired it to take you out after that body slam, either one. Yeah, but Jay-Z can't afford – he can barely <laughs> afford to buy chicken. He sure can't – he can't bribe a goose. Have you, but, seen, have you seen the pizza he eats? He can't even afford cheap delivery pizza. Now, he, I don't he, use a – He makes it under some lamp. I, I'm not like a hair dryer. I made pizza. We had we had um, homemade pizza last night. Now I don't I don't cook it with a hair driver like with a hair dryer like an asshole. We actually put it in the oven, but yeah. But um, these yeah. Homemade... My mom my mom used to rock the Chef Boyardee pizza back in the day, and I was oh. on top of that. Oh, it's a whole thing now. You get the you get the crusts out of yeah. like the bread section. Mm-hmm. Put a little olive oil on it. Put the pizza sauce on it. Here we go. Add the meat. Put the cheese on top of it and put it in the oven for 12 and a half minutes. And man, you got a pizza. I hope you're listening, Jay-Z flair. That's this how you is, do it in the oven. You do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, my wife does the same thing. It's actually a thing for her and, uh, and Gavin, they'll actually make pizzas. I'm like, all right, well, which one did you make? So I know which one to eat. So I could, so it's not all messed up and whatever, <laughs> but just another uh, shining example of why Jay-Z flair is uh, fucked up. And yeah, a pro tip on making pizza. <laughs> well, exactly. You, you got to bake it. I've, I've even known people to uh, to smoke them on the grill. Yes. Uh oh, don't give me an idea. You know, man, I got no, but you can though. Since I started making these pizzas, now all of a sudden I get um, getting um, pizza oven advertisements on my timeline. <laughs> it's usually That's what I goes. need. Instead it's of like, having like a grill in the backyard, now you can get a pizza oven that you put a, 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 a fire burning, uh, wood burning yeah. pizza oven. Well, it, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like this crap you search all the time out showing up on your timeline on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It's like, holy crap. I just, I, oh, well, I guess they know me. Oh, wait, no, it's a search engine. Well, I'll uh, tell you, I ran in the house the other day, got home, 
hit the door. I was in a, I was in a bad way. I'm trying to get to the restroom. I mean, I walked around <laughs> in the door, tell my baby, I'll be right back. And I run to the restroom. I come back in and I told her, I said, that was close. I almost crapped my pants. And it wasn't 30 minutes later. I started getting depends ads on Facebook. <laughs> cause, you're, cause your what, wife was searching them for you. That's, that's what you get for. That's what you get for eating those flaming hot Cheetos. Dave. Oh my oh. God. Did you see that? Have you guys had that flaming hot, the doctor, Mountain the Mountain Dew? What? Well, yeah, Dave, I know you have. So what do you think? No, it's it? not available in Mississippi yet. What? Oh, I know we, it's we, up here. Um, yeah, it, at, at the school, it, one of my students loves it. That's all he drinks. I heard it was actually pretty good. And, um, but I was talking to the Pepsi rep and he said that, um, it's just late getting to this area. Damn, we should have had, had it three weeks ago. Always way behind the times down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's even behind I, Alabama. But let's circle back to that goose. The only thing I've done different when I walked down to the pond is I did have that shiny belt, and maybe that set the goose off. Yeah. Oh. Something shiny. But I'm glad that he didn't charge. And I didn't back off. No, I mean, did he, did he you charge the, you, or did he just stand up and put his wings did, up? My wife was walking behind me, and the first time his head goes, the head goes down, and it's like the wings come back. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like he's hunched, and he started running at me, and I didn't move, and he stopped, and he got up, and he started bouncing his head, honking, yeah. and slowly walking in front of me. And that's when my wife started filming. <laughs> I didn't know she was filming it. So I was, I was, I was talking crap to it. it just, you know, I, I knew my wife was behind me. I'm just trying to be funny. So you was trying it, to fuck with the goose. Now on the last then he few turned around. wins, we know you shouldn't do such a thing. Well, this, this is my pond, <laughs> and I allow them, and I allow them to live here. And what was but, she saying in the background? I heard your wife. She was. She said, "I got something. earphones on. I heard. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear what she said, but she had my back. That's for sure. Oh, okay. She was gonna. <laughs> she was gonna fuck with the goose too. But when he." dropped his head to charge at me again you can see me kind of jump but i jumped and got the belt down because i felt like my best chance with it was i was going to uppercut if he ran oh, and he got to was, me you was going to hit him with the belt Ted oh yeah style look at you <laughs> see there's a, it's against a lot of shoot a goose in mississippi i think there's against a lot of shoot a goose in general i think yeah i mean Is i think i i'm pretty sure you it's in date not endangered but it's like against a well i want to know where tiny tim got that fucking golden goose because you know he didn't buy it <laughs> well he it's golden go goose that's why oh. it's but, different there's a canadian goose and there's a uh, golden goose it's totally different <laughs> two different species well a golden goose is what's sprinkled by conrad dust the canadian goose is what's <laughs> sprinkled by canadian travis but uh, i will Canadian geese sprinkle you, shit everywhere is what they do. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have to hit the goose, and I would have. How how many feet away did he come to you? Uh, Ten. Okay. Ten, 12 feet. I mean, it, but then he started honking and got back in. And <laughs> like yesterday, I, I mowed the yard, and they that when I started getting over to where they were, the mother and the babies got in the pond, and the Stick, the dad's he head started around. bouncing and honking. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> but but he didn't. But he he wouldn't. He didn't try to charge me on the mower. Right. So run his ass over. But I'm trying to figure out what I got to do to get rid of them because I don't mind them being down there. But now I'm getting goose poop on my patio, in my driveway, and you yeah. don't understand. I live on 18 acres. They got plenty of places to crap. Not on my. Not on a thousand square foot patio. <laughs> Only. There's got to be some sort of the property. 
Yeah, there's got to be some sort of way because I'm pretty because I used to work at Lowe's before I where I, before I work currently, and there's usually I know there's for deer. I there's got to be something for geese too, where you can like it's like a spray or something you can put on like the perimeter. Well, and, that or I'm gonna buy me a BB gun and I'm gonna pepper his ass. Well, that too. So, um, can you do this for me? I've never had pat uh, pate, which is goose liver. So if you could hook me up with that, Dave, I would appreciate it. Goose liver. Yep, there you go. But ladies and gentlemen, now you have heard the inside story of the goose, which we promised to bring you this week on Ringside Rant. And uh, are we doing a show or are we just talking about geese? Are we maybe just uh, screw this, screw the show? I think we're just going to talk about geese and golden (laughs) geese and geese shit and patios and the hell, why not? Well, the main uh, no. event, the main event is Rey Mysterio versus JBL, and that's not a goose going after a grown ass man. I don't know what is. Uh, well, yeah, I've, there's a joke somewhere there, but I, I'm pretty sure I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so the main, uh, the topic of this week's episode is Judgment Day 2006, May 21st, 2006. The U.S. airline airway, excuse me, Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona, before 14,000 fans. Uh, we, I believe Coach Rosie was at this show. I talked to him last week about it, and he says he doesn't remember anything. And I'm like, well, that's because you're older than dirt. So, uh, but somebody that's not older than dirt is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's the opening contest. So, our first contest of this pay per view is the WWE Tag Team Championships. Your champions, Eminem. Mercury, Nitro, Molina, taking on Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of these, both these two teams here the, for the last couple of weeks. Justin on SmackDown, um, everybody pretty knows pretty much knows what we've thought about them. Um, they've kind of had kind of this the um, six person tags between Eminem with London Kendrick and Jillian Hall as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to see that Jillian Hall. Unfortunately, we see that Jillian Hall and Molina match later on. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, all in all, t- good tag team wrestling here. To be honest with you. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Um, I thought Marlena's screams helped the match mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, especially early on when things were kind of slow rolling. Um, Taz calls her a sexy snake because. I think uh, Michael Cole said she's a snake and Tess said she's a sexy snake, which I kind of like. Um, the, uh, the, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're no, not, you go ahead. I was, I was you're, just, not, no. you're not going to agree with Taz on that comment? No, no, no. no I'll agree with as that comment, but I was thinking of something else, but we'll, oh, okay. we'll just move on because we'll go into the weeds. I have seen a few sexy snakes myself. The, there you the, go. Okay. There <laughs> <go>. <laughs> <laughs> they do the uh, warrior rude finish. Um, yeah. which was the old uh, when Bobby pulls Ultimate Warrior's legs out during a suplex and or whatever, you know. Uh, but they it, London kicks out. Um, Kendrick takes a huge bump over the rope, belly first onto the ground, which looked like it legitimately, legitimately hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then new champions, good match. I thought it was a little long. Um, but then we see the breakup of Eminem after the match. Yeah, it was kind of, they've been kind of hinting at it the last couple of weeks of them kind of not, not seeing eye to eye. 
I don't know why. Well, I know why Nitro and Molina, because they were, I believe they were dating at this time, uh, why they were aligning more than uh, Mercury. But it, it is what it is. It serves their point. We have new tag team champions. You know, we've been talking about it for weeks. Paul London, Brian Kendrick really are two of the better workers at this time in the business. And even on SmackDown. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't hate Southern, I didn't, Texas guys, I think, right? Yeah, they are. Yes, I they are. I didn't hate the work in the match. I thought the work in the match was solid. I thought, like I said, the beginning of it was a little so-so, but I thought they picked it up in the second half, Dave. What would you think about it? it? I mean, breaking up Eminem was a horrible idea. I've, I've never been on board with either one of those guys as a single. As a tag team, I thoroughly enjoyed them. You put Melina in the mix. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm for the finish. I'm not for the breakup, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I just, I just didn't get it. But I, I, they've once they split up, they kind of went. They obviously they went their own ways, and they really weren't the same as far as either one of them after that because no. Nitro would soon become another tag team champion with Miz and all that stuff, and they're. You know, well, their history has been fairly well documented, but Natro's had some success. I mean, Natro, Mundo, Morrison, whatever you want to call him, Johnny, whatever it is, wherever he's at. And that's not disparaging. I mean, the dude, the dude's a star. I love him, man. I'm a big fan of his work. I think he's I mean, a fantastic worker. He's chiseled. He puts the work in the gym to stay looking like that. I've just never caught fire with him as a singles competitor mm-hmm. and um that commitment to the commitment to being a tag team i mean those guys but i mean they broke the dudleys up too so yeah when i saw him first come back to wwe the last time like his first match on raw when he came back it was a freaking fantastic match like he does some really special stuff in the ring and i I do wish that he's someone that we look back in history and wish could have had a better fate as far as something working for him because, my God, he is a fantastic worker, I think. Yeah, he had a good match on AEW this week. Yeah. You know, showed up as the Joker. And yep. I thought so, that was, I really thought he was wasted in that match, honestly. Well, but yeah, pretty much. I think that's probably what they wanted. They wanted some name, name to have, uh, have him put him over. That's yeah, I think but, the only reason why they did it. Well, you have you you had some talent that's already been there sitting in the back that could have filled that spot just as well, if not better. True, but it, that's but I'll, we won't get into that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but a couple couple guys that actually I thought had a hell one of the better matches on the card was Chris Benoit taking on Fit Finley, and we're actually going to watch this. So you if you go over to the Peacock, I believe it's season eight, correct? And yes. uh, episode one, of course, goes to the 25 minute and 50 second mark. Um, so, like I said, Judgment Day 2006, season eight, episode one, 25, 50. And we will watch this match. It's a 21 minute, 10 second match. A uh, lot of history, but we'll get into that. Dave, if you would be so kind and give us a countdown. We're going to start this up in three. Two, one, play. All right, so we are in Phoenix, Arizona, the hometown of one Efren Bajorquez. 
And I just don't, I wonder if he was here. I, I forgot to ask him. Did you I find know, that out? Uh, I know. I did not find out because I didn't know, to be honest with you. Um, but he, um, I know, um, what's his face? Um, jo- or Coach Rosie was there. Coach Rosie uh, was there. Yeah. Was there. Here comes Chris Benoit in his red tights. Is this? And now we are going to get the entrance of one Fit Finley because he likes to fight like that goose down there at Dave's Pond. Right. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on Fit Finley? Did you guys like him? Obviously, these guys go all the way back to, uh, uh, to their WCW days. Um, both of them had hell of a mullet, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I love Finley. I love both these guys. I mean, I love what Chris Benoit did in the ring. Let's go ahead and do the disclaimer. What happened at the end of this man's life was horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not celebrating him. I picked this match because, quite frankly, I think it's the best match on this card. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, but, yeah, well, I mean – but no, it's just like, it's just like the psychology because it's old school psychology where, you know, Finley's always been that guy that will, and Oh, look at that. Well, look, he's got that elbow over his face when he's pinning him. Yeah. Finley's believable. And it's not too many times that Chris Benoit, I mean, you're talking about, you don't want to celebrate him, but it, it's not too many times that he's on a pay-per-view and you don't say his match was the best match on the card. Exactly. I mean, it's tragedy. It's a sad, bad thing that happened to him. And I just, but it doesn't take away from what he accomplished inside that ring. We're going to see something here tonight, which, you know, I blame CTE for, the terrible situation that happened there. And we're going to see maybe in addition to that here tonight, because he does a flying headbutt at the end of this match and hits all mad with it. Well, but the thing is though, too, if you go back and look at a lot of anybody that's really to use that flying headbutt, you know, you got guys like dynamite kids, same sort of thing. He, it was, it's, it was documented that he had brain injuries. And Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why he was in a wheelchair where he just his nerves, nerve damage. Another guy is, um, Another guy is uh, Junior Seau. Yeah, and he Chargers, ended up he ended up driving having, his car off a cliff or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it just was it was that? Oh, I thought he did something else. Anyway, well, I'm, we're not going to talk about it. But um, no, we got we got baby or uh, little Nate here on the uh, on the ref as a referee here. Yeah, and, and this is going to be Taz says it several times during this match, but. About the only way you can describe this match is physical. But we're going to start off right now with the world's longest tie-up that I've ever seen. Well, but that's – but the thing is, though, it's like, do you really think these it's fans really know what they're seeing, though? But, Dave, have you ever seen someone do this? I don't think I've ever seen a tie-up start and then go outside the ring and still be going on. I've seen it go all the way around the ring, rolling all four corners of the ring, go around, yeah. the, around the ropes. Yeah. They actually rolling, getting down out of the ring without losing the tie up. Yeah. And doing what they did. I mean, these guys are filling each other out. Um, now we're going to see a headbutt here from Chris Benoit and the Fit Finley as they get nose to nose. 
I like the psychology of this match. You can just tell it's going to be a fight, and this is how they set it up. Like, now they're going head-to-head. They got their heads leaning on each other, and Chris is going to grab Fit Finley right here by the legs, double-leg takedown, and now into trying to get the sharpshooter. Fit Finley's going to reverse this into a uh, – like, like a, um, like a yeah. knee bar or something. Um, so just a good little bit of wrestling and psychology to start the match off right there. Well, but this is the type of thing that'll make these matches last longer. That's why they can go, guys can go 20 plus minutes because they have matches like this where they do the chain wrestling. You know, you put guys in the same, same category that they could have these long matches like I'm Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, you know, any of those guys, even to, you can go to Austin and rock too. Yeah. Look at the, look at the intensity though. That does not look like there is any cooperation going on. Right. Chris Benoit is imposing his will on Finley. Finley, when he counters is imposing his will on Chris Benoit. I mean, it's not like that. If the, if they go to the ropes with each other, if they, if they end up, you know, try to throw somebody in the rope, He's not going to pat him on his back, and the other guy's just going to take off running. It's actually going to look like he did it, and that's this is this is the art of wrestling right here. This is, and I love it. Sometimes fans get bored with it, but this looks like these two guys want to kill each other right at the moment. Yeah, I love it too. Now we were talking before we came on the air. We think this is the best show on the card. So we already saw the tag or talked about the tag team match. After this, we have Jillian Hall and Melina. I don't think that's going to be anyone's number one. Greg Helms and Super Crazy. Uh, Kurt and Mark Henry, Booker T and Lashley, the great Collie and Taker, and then Mysterio and JBL. I don't necessarily think any of those matches were absolutely terrible. However, this match stands out as the best one on the card. And I'm sure Shane Shane Helms is super crazy. Probably put on a tremendous, tremendous match. Oh yeah, well quite yeah, and that was for the cruiserweight title, I believe too. So, uh, but we'll get to that after this match. But it's just one of those. This is that type of match there where you hit. Uh, it's that pick a part, a body part, and just these are those guys can do it. Guys like a Randy Orton can do it too, where they just isolate you, and then just. Take you look out. at look look at the intensity of that headlock. I mean, you can you can you can tell a story with a headlock. Mm-hmm. There's a match on the uh, hidden gem on the WWE network. Uh, well, I don't know where you find it. I'm, I love those hidden gems, man. but I don't know if Peacock has the hidden gem section. But it's Bob. Uh, Back- I don't either. I don't think they do. Now that you say that, they might. I don't know. Bob Backlund versus Harley Race. Yeah, and I I guarantee you, there's a good 10, 20 minutes of headlock. Backlund's telling a headlock story. He's mashing Harley Race's head like a grape. I mean, you know, you know who puts on a good headlock? Efren Bajorquez, but that's a different <laughs> time. <laughs> He'll lock it up. Well, now we're seeing uh, Benoit going to town here on Finley. Got him down in the corner. And we're seeing some Benoit offense now after Finley had been kind of dominating the beginning of the match. And now that was a hard-ass chop to uh, Finley's chest. That did mm. not look fun. No, That looked worse than the one that you took there that one time, Dave. Chops are horrible. <laughs> yes. 
I don't know. I don't know why I let Megan Nelson talk me into that. <laughs> wow. Well, you should have pretended like he's going to chop her and then just turn your hands the other way. But that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> Megan well, Nelson I, is one uh, fun person. I love Megan. No, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's a hoot. Um, let's see here. Now we're we've got another headlock, so we're still back into this. But after this, I think we're going to start to pick up and get into more of a fight. Yeah, you. I think, and I even think that he's gets and Benoit gets busted open the hard way. Oh, really? I I think so. I may be wrong, but that usually happens in every match that he has. You know, and Finley, I don't think Finley gets as much credit as he deserves. But I, I think he's truly what they call a carpenter. Yeah, he is. he's there to build. I mean, he builds his talent up, and I mean, and he was a good mid-level uh, talent for both WCW. And well, look at WWE. that with the feet on the ropes. That is yeah. so brilliant. I mean, for both companies, Fit Finley was kind of in that TV United States Intercontinental. Uh, hardcore, whatever, those kind of mid-level belts. He was always a good, solid guy to have, like, in this spot right here against Ben Law. Oh. Great. First, he oh, poked him that. in the eye. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's yeah. vicious. Pins him with his knee in his face. He'd already poked him in the eyes and then st- short, a short-arm clothesline. And then, to add insult to injury, put his knee in his face to pin him. I love that. Yep. And Finley just, he doesn't come across as the world's biggest heel, but he does little heel stuff like that. You know, I mean, all the, to make sure, you know, just like right now, he's got his head on the back of Benoit, he's got his foot on the back of Benoit's head and pulling both of Benoit's arms toward him, which does not, I don't think I've ever seen this move before, but it does not look fun. You know, I can't think of a time that I've seen anybody do that either. Uh, Yeah. So we've seen two things in this match, Dave, and I've seen a lot of matches, but I know you've seen a hell of a lot more than me. But we've seen two things so far in this match that neither one of us have ever seen before. I'm loving this. I am absolutely loving this. And they're just selling, and look how they're, they're taking the time it. to sell it. That's what I'm going to say. They're taking the time to sell it and not rushing through it. Right. It's like, you know, Terry Funk always said, you know, when you think you're going slow enough, slow down. Which I always love that line. When you think you're going too slow, slow down. Well, they're making the most out of it. Being the second match on the card, too. A lot of times you don't want to be the second match on the card. Yeah. But I mean, they followed up a they followed up a really good match. And um so I guess Melina, Melina and Julian Hall were definitely the let me down match. Mm-hmm. But you know, Melina's still going today. Yeah, she's still working. Melina's, she's challenging Camille at the next NWA pay per view. Yeah. So she's still going. Yeah. She was at uh, Starcast in Baltimore there. I met her too. If you guys hear uh, snoring in the background, I got two French Bulldogs in snore mode right now over there. <laughs> of course you do. I love French Bulldogs. Well, uh, Ellie's laying on her back, and Owen's just chilling on his belly, and he just 
me say his name. So now he's looking at me like, are you, you're not mentioning me on a podcast, are you? Because I didn't give you permission for such a thing. Here we, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here comes a headbutt. Yeah. That he's going to. This is my this might be the spot where he messes up a little bit where he he where he busts himself open. You know, they gave them they, they gave these guys 25 minutes. Yeah. And there's lots of storytelling going on here. Here we go. He's going to miss it. Bang. It looks like he got a little bit of Fitz's shoulder or something right there mm-hmm. on the way down and like kind of hit Benoit's head on the way when he was coming down there. Here it is again. Let's see. No, nope, you know he got away. Nope. Yeah, he, he got himself protected. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Single leg takedown by Benoit. Now he's Rush. going to go for the sharpshooter again. And Finley's going to wiggle up out of there and get out to the mat. And he's going to sell a little knee injury here. Now it's, he's getting a chair. It's Scorpion Deathlock, sir. Oh, I'm it's sorry. A- it ain't to me, bitch. Don't you be coming on my show telling me what that is. <laughs> uh, send, send the geese after him. Truth be told. Truth be told. They didn't even know what to call it when Chris Adams was doing it world class. Oh, that's true. They yep. called it an inverted figure four. Here we go again. He's going to get time. this one. Mm. How good is Charles Robinson? One of the best, man. He's Mount Rushmore of referees, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, without question. Can I? I'm going to guess Dave's Mount Rushmore and see if I'm close here, Dave. So you already said Charles Robinson's on there. Um, I know that Tommy Young's on there. I figure Earl Hebner is on there. No. Nope. Uh oh. Okay. Um, Joey Morella. No. See, he's on mine. I love Joey Morello. I'm not a I you gotta keep in mind I'm a southern guy. I know. How about Pee Wee Anderson? All day, every day. Give me Pee Wee. <laughs> and um uh God, what was his name? Brian uh one that died of stomach cancer. Brian Hildebrand. Brian Hildebrand? No. I probably should, but it's my Mount Rushmore, and I'm putting David Manning up there. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're being from there. Yeah. Yeah. The Tom, Tommy Young, the Tommy Young's without a doubt, the greatest referee that ever lived. Ever since you were young, everybody has always told you that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And nowadays, we are all trying to eat better. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all that bad stuff in it. They have a variety pack of four different flavors, including cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. And it only has 140 calories a serving, so you know it's good. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You know, when I first got this cereal, 
I told my wife, hey, let's put some of these together. Let's put the cocoa together and the peanut butter together. It's like going back to the days you were a little and you mixed all those together as well. But this time around, it's much, much healthier for you. And my wife and my 10-year-old son absolutely love it because they eat cereal all the time. And now, for a fact, it's going to be Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash ringside to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ringside at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get to your next delicious bowl of gluten-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ringside and use the promo code ringside to save $5 off. Thank you to our friend at Magic Spoon. Dave, so we got the uh, the match here is, you know, it's still stiff as hell, though, with these uppercuts that are coming in. Uh, and it's just unreal. Uh, have you ever been associated with a match that's been this stiff? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Rodney Mack and uh, Vordell Walker. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that, was that down in uh in mississippi was that down in texas home of louisiana oh home of louisiana okay um so we are at the timestamp of 41 45 46 47 um and just keep on going with this stiff match i know we talked about the referees uh before uh, dave what did you what was your mount rushmore again tommy young um peewee anderson uh, David Manning and um, Charles Robinson. Charles oh, Robinson. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. the guy, <laughs> the guy that's in there right now. Um, mine would be, I would start off with Joey Morella. He's my favorite. He did Andre Hogan. He did Brett Davey, which we're going to be um, going a 30 year uh, uh, reunion there with Brett at StarCast this year. And I've already got my platinum bracelet, and I will be in the front rows listening to Brett talk about SummerSlam 92, which will be awesome. Um, but I would go Joey Morella, Earl Hebner, um, Tommy Young. And for me, my last one would probably be Pee Wee. Yeah. Although I'll tell you another one I always liked. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm going to go Kyoto. I'm going to slide Kyoto in there. But another one I always liked was um, Tim White. I was yes. always a fan of Tim White. You know, and I didn't mean to slide Kyoto. I might I might give Kyoto the nod over Pee Wee. Yeah. Hey, hey Nick what's... Patrick. Nick Patrick was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just – him being so big always threw me off. And another thing I didn't like about Patrick is that I felt like at times throughout his career he was too bossy. Like he had that big, loud, gruff voice, and it was like – it felt like he was being too bossy to me. Yeah. I, I never liked that. 
Well, the guy's like for me to referee for him because I'm so small. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not why your wife likes to fuck you, but that's all. <laughs> when I lack in size, I make up for an enthusiasm. <laughs> no, that's so, nice. hey, Dave, do you got the insight on, are we ever going to get a reunion of the Sad News Bears? What's going on? It's dead. It's dead. It died. Talk about it. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. We should at least have a Christmas special or something like that. We had a Christmas special that never aired. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it didn't? No. Too much eggnog involved in this show. Oh. Well, all I know is I liked it, but I, I, I'm sure it would be hard to get everybody together at the same time to record like that when you, you know, I'm sure that's difficult. It was, I mean, idea was if you could just get six of us to show up consistently yeah and then sprinkle in the others when they could it um but i think as, as ad free grew started growing it was just harder to edit there was a lot of editing had to be done on that show oh i guarantee it <laughs> but i you know selfishly i would just want to see dave i just want to listen to dave silva talk that's i mean i loved you on the show i loved some other people cassia of course but Dave Silva is my favorite human being, and he makes me laugh with tears a lot. Oh, He's my God. Funniest human I being. Love I love Silva. <laughs> Who doesn't love Silva? I mean, you could count on one. I, I can't think of maybe but one person in the whole world that don't like Silva. How can you not, though? That's a problem. I mean, if they had a wrestling buddy or a Who Dave Silva like teddy bear. Who doesn't like Silva? The woman that has to re the woman that has to refill the buffet at the Golden Corral. She probably doesn't like him all that much. I would imagine. I was, Conrad probably. <laughs> probably. But uh, no, I was saying the other day they need to come out like a Dave Silva teddy bear. Who wouldn't want one? He is they, a teddy bear. Have, well, but the th yeah, I figured you'd have to. A Dave Silva wrestling buddy that's a little wider than the regular ones. That's what yeah. I want. <laughs> the extra wide wrestling buddy pillow. <laughs> Dave is awesome. I can't wait to see him in Nashville and in Chicago here coming up. Uh, I imagine you're going to both, right, Pondwater? Definitely going to Nashville. Um, okay. I don't know that I'm going to make it to Chicago this year. Okay. I'm not going to say that I'm not, but that, I, it doesn't look promising. They're doing the double down on the floor. How cool is that? Double, oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's a double down and a count out at the same time. Yep. There was, I mean, this match, like we said, this is the physical part of the match. Um, there were some really stiff chops in this match. Um, you know, Finley takes a German onto the floor. Um, just... Here it is. Yeah, there it is. I think I'm a little behind you. I just saw the German suplex under the floor. That looked like Finley's head just bounced off the, the mat right there. You want me to give you a time? Yeah. 47.29, 4730. Okay. I'm, I'm over here. I'm just watching it. I'm sorry. You guys are <laughs> you guys are all a minute ahead of me, but okay, I'm back up there. So here we go. Chris going up to the top. And Fit ain't even going to let him get there. Knocks him out. You've, we're not in the same spot. 
Oh, we're not 27. Oh, what'd you say? 47, 52, 53, oh, okay. 54. Oh, 54. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm about 10 seconds behind you. But now um, I will, I will be refereeing. I will be refereeing at Starcast. Oh, you oh, are? I, I figured you would be. Yes. Yep. I plan on uh, being there for those matches to watch you. So that should be fun. Well, rumor in you and innuendo had it. I was supposed to get a referee friend of mine on there too, but who knows after the rumor and innuendo, Dave, is that you and I will get to watch Tommy Young referee one more time. Will we? I hear that Tommy Young might be refereeing the Ric Flair match. Really? I heard that too, but I didn't know if that was actually true. Well, I mean, they see? talked about it on one of the shows this week, I know. Right. I think oh, and he should. I don't know. I, th- I think it, I think it was on Rick's podcast. Oh, I heard him say. I heard him say that they should. That they, yeah. I that think would Dave, be, that would I think be David awesome. Crockett said, "Yeah, I, I'm hope. I mean, I don't know what kind of shape Tommy's in these days. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not even sure how old he is. Not as old as you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, there's the cross face, and this thing is over. Over. That's all she wrote, folks. Fantastic match, though. Really was. Great match. If you're going to watch one match on this pay-per-view, let it be this one. Because I feel like this match just really shows you how to sell a story in the ring just with physicality and wrestling. No other gimmicks, really. You know, the shillelagh got involved, but not really. I mean, this was just a wrestling match. Right. No, exactly. And it, it's good. It goes to show you how, how to really, like I said, we said before, just to isolate a body part and just really just take them, take them to task. Yeah. And everything he did, all that stretching led to the crossface. Yep. So, all right. We'll close that one up. Want to take that there? So our next match is that Jillian Hall Molina match. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> how? How? What were you guys' thoughts on this? Um, a lot of screaming, but not much wrestling was what I wrote for this match. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, Molina had a rough night tonight because she loses the tag. Her tag team breaks up. Athletic tens doing what athletic tens do. <laughs> she, Just like uh, you, right? Loses this match here. She gets. Uh, she has a rough night, Melina. Overall, but this match, not much to say, Dave. What do you think about it? No. What do you I, think about this? No, you know, now not too much. Nah, it's definitely let me down. Match. I mean, yeah. Well, well after that match, mercifully, can you really have mercifully, four minutes. No, no, I mean, after that last match, if you're a smoker, you needed to go have a cigarette because yeah. <laughs> when wrestling's done that good. So we get uh, a JBL backstage interview or promo, and then Chavo interrupts him. And, of course, once again, uh, RJ, which has been a theme of our show each week, JBL gets Eddie's name in uh, to get that heel heat that he – does every week just to mention eddie i love uh, jbl 
Yeah. I think JBL, I mean, he's a wrestling guy. When JBL was, I mean, I just love that character so much. And, I mean, I knew him back when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Yeah. Wrestling at the Sportatorium in Global. And, I mean, he just came so far. We went to the Blackjacks and – I love APA, man. Oh, yeah, APA was great. And – and then this this character here is obviously awesome. I'm with you. I I'm always been a big JBL fan. I'm always a, he he reminds me a lot of like a Barry Windham, someone that's a big guy like that uh, that can work and just work real strong and stiff, but still work. And uh, he's a little probably more stiff than Barry Windham is, but he he gets his stuff and he makes it look believable. I was going to say Stan Hansen. Yeah, Stan Hansen. But who, who's the stiffest that you ever worked in the ring with, Dave? That that sounded really bad. I was gonna say I got a few was answers. It, was, it, was, it the goose? <laughs> was it the goose? <laughs> it had to be the goose, right? Uh, uh, in the ring, man. I know what JB or uh, Jay. I don't know that it's actually stiff, but just actually looking stiff. Well, Look, but it's, like. It was, did, I mean, the dude that's O'Shea slapped, Edwards, he's O'Shea, O'Shea he's Edwards, legit. like he's killing motherfuckers, but he is. He's, I, I actually had him on, I interviewed him probably maybe two years ago before he got signed with ROH. Yeah. And he legit is a bad, not a badass, but he, his character, holy shit. I would like oh. to see him get pissed at Dave at the end of a match. He never and- got pissed at me, but I went back, I was trying to get back in the ring. Cause he was doing, so he had somebody and he was going to, he was punishing them. And he said, get your ass out of the ring, Dave. <laughs> and I mean, Turn around, Dave. And, 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 and I believed him that I should not get in the ring. Well, I was going to say, I, I want to see a finish where Dave uh, doesn't see him do something somehow cost him the victory. And then he power bombs Dave right in the middle of the ring. Uh, it never happened, but <laughs> uh, John Davis is another one. Um, he's another good dude. I, I interviewed him too. He's a he's oh, but, but he's Texas, Walker. Right? He's out of Texas, John Davis. Right? I thought he's out yeah. of Florida. No, Fe- the federated brand. I know he's he was southern southern state. He's definitely southern based. I mean, he might even been out of Georgia too. He was in Mississippi. I refereed for him in Mississippi. Well, yeah, because we were doing we were doing the federated brand. Um, sure. Uh, uh, but then you also have um, like I said, Vordell Walker. Yeah. And Vordell Walker him, and yeah. Rodney Mack. Rodney's still going, right? Hey, Lance, Lance Archer. Lance Archer looks like he kills people too. And then when he's not doing that, he's doing uh high flying moves and freaking almost breaking his neck. Hey Dave, check out this uh magazine I picked up a couple weeks ago. Not like this one. It's I love my- that. I, well, it's cool. I hate that haircut though. I know it's from January '92. Conrad really loves that, and Conrad said he liked the haircut. He said it was time, and I'm like, man, I got, I got that thing for ten bucks. I was so pissed. That is a good deal on that. Yeah. What was it? Ten bucks? You said? Was yeah. It, you gonna take it and get it autographed? I'd like to. Yeah. So our fourth match is Greg Helms versus Super Crazy. Greg Helms is our cruiserweight champion here. Um, we see Luis Castillo in the crowd. 
Who'd since he we beat? are in Phoenix. He beat the New York fucking Yankees. That's yeah. who he beat. He, 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 With a little blooper so, in the center field. Yeah, you know, you, you can forget. kiss my hands. So when was the last time the Reds won anything? Won anything? 1990. 1990. Yeah, so kiss my ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Dave was 45 in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But uh, Helms uses the ropes to steal one here. Okay, Matt. Love Helms. Love the yeah. American gringo. Yeah. I love, I love, I, man, there, Shane Helms does everything. Hurricane's my favorite. Right. I mean, I love the hurricane, but Shane, but, this version of Shane Helms is my favorite. I thought I, I would, I thought I would like this match more, but I, I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was a bad match. It just didn't do anything to super impress me. No. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> Melina, then we go backstage and Melina slaps Teddy Long. So, so what I, I wanted to get one quick thought on the match before that, before we get Melina going ape shit on Teddy Long, because <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that. Um, what Teddy Long was also we, a good referee, too. No, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but we saw this whole feud with JBL and Ray that we're going to see at the end here about pushing that envelope, pushing that line. Dude, fucking super crazy. He's coming out on a goddamn John Deere, calling it the Juan Deere. They're really yeah. pushing a line here. Um, yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, you guys are telling me you do not know what to do with somebody like super crazy that basically. In made, Juan he, Deere he, green. Hey, in, in 2022, <laughs> in 2022, that shit's not cool. But in no, 2006, it was funny. Well, yeah. right, but but it's just like it's cringe now, but it right. I, I laughed I just, my I laughed my ass off at it. But I just really like the this version of Greg Gregory Helms to Shane Helms because it's that that heel character where you're so used to seeing the hurricane, and it's just you're starting to see if did you guys when you watch this, did you hear the ECW chance during this match? Yeah, I did. Yeah, for super crazy. Yeah. So keep in mind, go out. If you guys are going to watch anything from super crazy, go out and watch the match from even Conrad's talked about. This is the 2005 ECW one night stand. Yeah, absolutely. Phenomenal. You'll see him do a fucking uh, uh, moonsault off. Conrad was there live and in person for that. He does a moonsault off a balcony onto people. Oh, yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Melina backstage. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, yeah. She just slaps. She gets all fired up and fucking slaps Teddy Long. Like I said, she's had a rough night because now it's going to get even rougher because Teddy, you don't fuck I with like Teddy Long. Rough. Just like you don't fuck with a goose, you, you don't, don't fuck, fuck with Teddy, Teddy Long. He'll put and you on one on one with the Undertaker. Well, he did worse than that. He just fired her ass. And then he fired Nitro, too. So they're both done. So Free keep in thank, mind, as Jim Cornette would say, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. So, so, so basically keep in mind too, this is a, the brand split. So they're just going to show up on raw the next week. So it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, so they're going to end up showing up on raw regardless, but um, dude. So Mark Henry, Kurt Angle, we've seen this in the last couple of weeks, Justin. This is because you weren't watching this time, right? Justin, correct. Correct. No, but you still, but you do remember Mark Henry from the attitude era, correct? Yeah, okay. I knew so, I, and I knew of Mark in this era. You just didn't weren't watching. I just wasn't really watching. Okay. Yeah. So, this is my favorite. I love this version of Mark Henry. 
Oh, I do too. Like I said, we rated that music last week pretty high. Yeah. Somebody gonna get their ass kicked and somebody gonna get their wig split. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be you because you need a wig and you won't wear one. But that's another issue. I'll just transport it from my beard. I'm I'm trying I'm gonna do the comb up <laughs> from the beard and just go up to the, there you to go. the head. That'll just cover we... your face completely. That'll be good. Hey, yeah. hey, let's let's circle back to y'all's music, your top music. Yeah. It, Ed told me that I needed to come on here and let y'all oh, watch old wrestling. Oh, Jesus. We're not listening to anything Ed says. Well, I normally <laughs> don't either because because I don't think Ed's ever liked anything. Just I know. Just but because... Ed's right about Ed's right about that. Without Bad Street USA, your list was bogus. Well, listen, well, we haven't covered anything that they've been on. Yeah. Now and now it's really were... the only co- music from that era that still gets played because it can they can actually play it, but well, let, let me let me suggest to Mr. Ed the Panther that if he wants Bad Street on the show every week, now we have another listener add a third song each week. So if Eddie would like to hear Bad Street USA ranked, then he needs to submit it yeah. himself. So like I said, anybody out there right now, Dave, if you want to put something on for next week, let us know. We can put that on next week. Let us know. DM us. I totally forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, Justin, because I got so much crap going on. Anyways, so um, it's about time you do something for the show. The problem with guys like me and Ed, we can remember when unlicensed music was themes. So when I hear when I hear Sharp Dressed Man, I Dusty. see Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Well, I see Dusty with that. I see too. the Fantastics. When I hear Smooth Operator, I think Rick Rude. When I hear stranglehold i think kevin von eric when i hear um tom sawyer i think carrie when i hear texas when i die i think david those songs come on the those songs come on the radio like yeah. cult of personality comes on now in this generation thanks to cm punk yeah. right the jungle boy thing but, but i mean oh, license, I, was singing, I was singing that bigger in hell in the crowd in uh, but Chicago the license license <laughs> music when it's played publicly you will i mean uh Matt Palmer, Matthew Palmer, mm-hmm. um, yep. independent wrestler, Athena's uh, husband, married. Yeah. Athena's husband. Uh, Palmer was um, centerfold, centerfold, yeah. Matthew Palmer. And he played, um, he played Jay Giles band centerfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I hear centerfold, I think of, of Palmer, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, that, seriously. Yeah. Just D- anybody that's listening now that wants to add a, 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 a we're going to have three a week. We have Justin. The shows we cover, we're gonna have one for Justin, one for me. We usually don't do them for the watch-alongs, just so we, you know, yeah. save some time so we can chat about it. But DM us your picks. Amy submitted the Randy Savage last week. Uh, we got another one coming up, I believe. I gotta look at it because I'm I because I, I got yelled at by Devin Dowling for calling him Dylan last week. Oh, so I want to make sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he DM me. I'm like, who the like, fuck's Dylan? He's getting about like Amy, they're getting grouchy. They no, but uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian Harems has submitted three. We're gonna use one of those next week. Uh, I'll have to, I'll, 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 I'll we'll talk, we'll vote, it. Up. we'll vote on it. We'll, we'll vote um, on a vote. Our, Anyways. our fifth match here, as you said, Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry. And um, Mark wins after Kurt gets counted out. Basically, he rams Kurt's head into the into the pole there ring, pole, ring post yeah, yeah. but I, to before that though it's just this build for this match 
it's just been great for it because yeah. you know Mark took him out took Kurt out so he's he's entering here he's coming into he's making his entrance with uh, taped ribs a la DDP that he wore for basically yeah. his whole freaking career um but it's just the two, two guys that have been in the Olympics you know, they play that as part of the angle where Kurt won mm-hmm. the Olympics in 96. Where was Mark Henry winning? Nothing. Yeah. So it's, it makes sense. And then Kurt beats Henry down with the chair after the match. So yeah, it's like Kurt, one of those Kurt, things I didn't get that I could have done without that. Well, I felt like it was just getting Curtis heat back. Right. Dave? But it's so, too much because you're giving eight, you're giving, you're giving Mark Henry the win. Yeah. Mark yeah. Henry's still relatively new. So you're putting him over. And I get that Kurt wants to get his heat back, but I think it was too much. I think it actually, yeah, it actually killed anything you come. I mean, a count out victory is a count out victory, right. and you already you already gave Kurt an excuse to lose because he was taped up. But that's that's true. But I think the, the beat down with the chair was my too much. I think Kurt licking his wounds from the count out would have been the better way to go to that. I don't that's, I don't think you accomplished as much as the great Dave Silva would say. Uh, that's too much. That's we haven't enough. heard too many Dave Silva <laughs> That's stories. We haven't heard too many Dave Silva stories as of like we've heard a lot about Casio and he hasn't since he wrecked uh, Conrad's car. He, we haven't heard any Dave Silva stories. Well, outside outside of those videos of them eating lunch together. We, but. Well, we still are not sure if he was the secret shitter. Didn't they? Oh, we're didn't positive. They? Yeah, he, they cleared him. He wasn't oh, the, shitter. Oh, was he? Was he him. DNA Casio, tested? Who's DNA? <laughs> they, they had a dna i still think it was tony shivani because i asked him on the last <laughs> on our last uh asked tony, last anything, tony anything. i said listen you shit in your living room you've now admitted to shitting in the car and dave and, and dave tonight he admitted, admitted that he almost shit his pants almost and, i said and almost he, <laughs> and he admitted to shitting at work when he was on the radio so three inappropriate shit. Wait, shitting at work or shitting when shitting like, at work pe- when he was working in Georgia on the radio. Somewhere. On the radio. Oh, so that's he shit in his pants. Oh, shit so, in his pants. I thought you mean like yeah, shit. No, at not work, shit like at work. He shit. No, he shit in his pants at work. Tony yeah, Shabani did- has shit inappropriately three different times that we know of. You know that number is probably times X. But I'm just saying. Don't leave it past Tony. Sneak over and drop a shit somewhere he should. <laughs> He's, he could be the secret shitter of this whole situation. Secret shitter. Who shit? Well, it's not like we don't all. We all we all know the gate code. We all know the gate code and the alarm. So, <laughs> I mean, we can go over there anytime we want to. And shit on the floor. So there's that. Man, so somebody, I, when I visit when I visit the house, I try to be the guy that there's not a story about. <laughs> Unlike Starcast, when you go to that, or I'm sorry, Top Guy Weekend. Not yeah, <laughs> that's all fair game. But <laughs> so our six matches: Booker T and Lashley. So um, this is I this really is for the King of the this. Ring. Correct. Yeah. I really enjoyed this just because uh, just Booker T is just a legend in the business. Bobby Lashley's soon becoming one in the business, but uh, just they're building this, they're building this, they're building this. Bobby at this time is fairly young. Booker's, you know, he's seen, you know, seen better days, but he's still in great shape, still can go. 
I thought this is... worked well in this match. Yeah. I think Bobby was the one that's like, uh, he can tell he's still not as polished as he'll become. Well, he still has his rough edges, but you know, one of those yeah. things when you put when you put a guy like Bobby against a guy like Booker, uh, Booker's going to take him under his wing and really polish him off to really turn him into the athlete that you're, you would soon see when he, you know, his first run in WWE here was, I, I didn't like it just because they just, they strapped the rocket to him. And I just think he wasn't ready for it. What'd so, you th- what do you think about this one, Dave? I was really pulling for Lashley. I wanted Lashley to win really bad. Well, but yeah. I just think Booker could have done a lot more and he did a lot more with it though. You know what I mean? I knew Booker was going to win based off of the build. Oh, you know, with all this true. King Booker stuff. Oh, know. yeah. The King Booker stuff was over. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan anyway, but I love Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. No, but he's – and I think the pairing of him with MVP later on was perfect too because he didn't – That's the best the they've used him in 10 years. MVP or Lashley? MVP. Lashley. Both. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, you, MVP – because MVP came back and it was like fart in church to me. Like, why, why is MVP here? Mm-hmm. And then they put MVP with Lashley and I'm like, God almighty, this is great. Well, you also keep in mind, they also put MVP and Lashley were together in TNA days too. keep that in mind as well. So they kind of, they knew how to work together. And now it's like, okay, now you're going to sprinkle Sheldon Benjamin in there and uh, Cedric Alexander in there. And then I'm surprised that 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 fax is still not going. I hate it when they broke up, broke up unofficially, but Shelton um, Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin is the most misused wrestler. Probably. If there's a Mount Rushmore of misused in WWE. I I say that all the time on here. Oh my God. It's so good. Go over and watch. I was listening to some old um, something to wrestle with and they were doing WrestleMania 21 and they were reviewing the uh, ladder match there. Go over and watch that ladder. Go watch that whole pay-per-view, that WrestleMania 21. Absolutely fantastic. But when he's running up a ladder and knocking, I'm like, holy. I remember watching that live and just, holy shit, did that just happen? No, I always, uh, I know that we've talked about, um, on here, we've talked about the people that were the most, you know, misused or could have been a big star. And I, oh, he's one of the first names I always bring up. I feel like Shelton Benjamin should have been a, a world champion or whatever, you know? Well, oh, but yeah. The thing, but the thing is, though, does I don't really know if he needed a heavyweight title run because I think he was, he was over like Robo regardless because the fans liked him or they hated him. I think he you got, could have got it. You could have got a great main event run, <laughs> couple pay per view run out of him and Brock Lesnar. Both being collegiate wrestlers, oh, but, and they, all but that they were tag, they were a tag team in OVW. Yeah. Well, I mean, they even put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar, and they were all buddy buddy. Yeah. And then Brock killed him. And yeah. why would you not let Brock and Shelton have a great match? Why right. not? Yeah. The, well, keep, well, keep Vince just didn't a fan of that. I bet you that I bet you Vince was pissed off that that Benoit and Finley went twenty five minutes and wrestled. Yeah. Well, keep keep in mind they both came out of that great class there in uh, 2002, right. I believe, with him and Cena and Lashley or not Lashley. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lashley was no, no Lashley wasn't it. But you know, 
Orton was in it, Cena was in it, Batista was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Bashams were in it. We see in SmackDown <clears throat> here that those are no, there's another tag team right there. If you watch a lot of their older stuff in OVW, the Bashams that is, they were yes. a pretty damn good tag team. But you put them up and you put, I think they put them with JBL to kind of learn something from them and just they couldn't, it went over like a fart in church. Well, it made them less, it it made them less than. Correct. But they, which they weren't though. There's a lot of farting in church going on right now. Um, Well, we had so much (laughs) of that shit talk, we figured keep it going. You know what happens, how you fart in church? You, uh, you eat a couple uh, plates of Skyline chili the night before. Well, see, when you eat Skyline Chicken, you ain't farting. You're shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, listen, you become a pro at some point. Hey, um, our hey, seven- hey, 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 if shooting your pants is the coolest, consider me oh, hey guys, Davis. It's physically impossible for me to burp. Me too. Dave, me too. I don't burp either. I can't. Wait, I mean, I had- we're two non-burpers united. No, I mean, I had that, I had that stomach surgery to fix my acid reflux. I can't yeah. throw up and I can't burp, but that air's got to go somewhere. Wait, wait a That's minute. That's exactly right. I'm and so I am spot. the master. I am the master of the one cheek sneak. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, wait. So, so you can't throw up? No. I can it's, throw up, but it's difficult sometimes for me to. But I cannot. I, I burp. No, like, it's physically impossible. It's not for physically me to throw impossible up. for me, but since I was a kid, I bet I burp like four times a year. Like I never burp for some reason. Now, it's not impossible for me to go for the motions. I can heave. Yeah. But nothing happens. Oh, but, but nothing so, comes up. Well, luckily so, that night that we drug you up to your bed, <laughs> you, wasn't, you wasn't dry even. So we were pretty happy about that. I'd have felt well, better. That, but, but that's I the felt thing. better I, though. But I think <laughs> who did they talk to that next day? Because it might have been was it Hoot? Maybe I can't remember. Anyways, but he's like, I'm like, yeah, we had to make sure that he has he was on his side, so he wasn't sleeping on his back. He was throwing up in his uh, he <laughs> yeah. dying his vomit or something. He's like, need somebody made a comment. Oh yeah, he can't throw up. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> and that just set off. The- Which sucks when you overdo it because you know if you get too drunk and you throw up, you really normally feel pretty good the next day. Yeah. 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 Well, so speaking anyways, of uh, wanting to throw up, our seventh match is Kali yeah. and Taker. Um, the great Kali gets a lot of offense in this damn match. Um, it, I mean, I was taken aback by this. Taker takes the skull chop, then he sets up. Taker makes a comeback, walks on the ropes, which I always fucking hate, but he does it. Taker takes another skull chop. And wow, Kali wins by pinning Taker with his foot on his chest. Yeah, I don't. I don't then I don't stands over top of Taker and poses. And I was just completely shocked. It was almost a squash. Yes. Taker only putting seen that Kali happen. over huge. I've only seen that Taker do that twice. And that was against um, the Russian guy, the muscle. Um, Kovlov? Vladimir Kozlov? What? Well, I don't remember he if that was, was his he, name. He was Russian. Kind of had the crew cut. Yeah. Um, and he beat Taker. And I mean, I remember the, and when I saw this, it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And in my mind, they must really think an awful lot of the great colleague. Well, yeah, we were talking about this, RJ. They've been yeah. building him up as a huge, nasty monster. In the weeks ahead, yeah, in the weeks ahead of this. And this so, is an oh shit moment, but you're like, why? Because you don't, he, you don't he see did, it. 
he did go on to win the world title, right? Correct. So is this the build toward that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, Brad Stanton said in a question to me earlier this afternoon, wanted to know, um, and, and, and I think this is rightfully and justly so, is he says, does w, the WWE keep forcing these giants down our throats as an attempt to recreate Andre or even the big show? Yes. Do you think that's the case? Or do you think they just, Vince likes big, burly, jacked dudes or just well, tall I- dudes? I think it's always good to have that one or two guys that are just big huge guys it's just like right. it's good to have some cruiserweight guys and some you know just like um eric bischoff says it's a buffet and you want to give people everything and i think that's mm-hmm. just an aspect of it well yeah, I, go ahead Dave. It, i'm sorry i'm sorry it's no you're good they probably look at big great they look at all of them and i don't think they even compare them to andre anymore i mean was because I mean, look at the day. There's multiple giants. I think we've all realized by now. WWE now. They'll never yeah. be another Andre. So let's no, they'll never but, be. But now yeah. they never bother to book them like Andre. Make him an attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to try to plug them in storylines. But if you put a championship on them, guess what, guys? They got to lose it. And I'm sorry. When Kane started having abortions and babies and stuff <laughs> on Raw, like, what are we doing here? So it, w- it wasn't my fault. Well, hey, Kane better be happy that happened in 2000 and whenever and not now, or he wouldn't be allowed to have that abortion. So. Oh, Jesus. You could have <laughs> you, you you made some, one of these giants. I mean, they, they, they didn't do it with the big show. They didn't do the big show right. Right. They didn't do Kali right. I mean, they, they, they tried it with Giant Gonzalez, and they didn't need it right with him either. Holy yeah. shit. One of those French Bulldogs that are sleeping over there just shit themselves. And <sighs> whew, I'm sitting it, it, five feet away from them, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's all that shit talk. God, it smells like rotten eggs up in here. Man, my great Dane would do that occasionally. <laughs> French Bulldogs are pretty famous for it. Um, anyways, hey, guess who's here at the show? The Phoenix Suns are in the front row there. Yay! Um, Yay. And now we get to our main event. Ray Mysterio Jr. versus John Bradshaw Layfield, who comes out in that super stretch limo again with the horns on the front. I feel like that's what Dave went to his wedding in. They had limos back then? Oh, yeah. Dude, man. It was a a buggy with eight horses in front of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Man, in the late 80s, in the late 80s, early 90s, me and my buddies, we were limousine riding. Uh-oh. Look at it. Was, well, we'd all we'd all kick in. We'd all kick in and get a limo because it'd be cheaper than DWI. Well, yeah, that, yeah, was, but, that was but before. You know, but you also know you're trying to impress pussy if you're doing that. <laughs> but that was you before. Know, you like, know what Uber the real reason was, Dave. Let's not kid anyone here. Um, Ray comes out in all classic baby face <laughs> white collar which I like. Um, Ray goes for the knees right at the start, so you can tell we've got a strategy right here at the beginning of the match. Ray kind of mm-hmm. right at the beginning starts kicking on uh, JBL's knees, but uh, Ray gets in a lot of offense early, which was surprising. Ray got in a lot of offense at the beginning of this match. Um, and then JBL got in his offense, um, and Ray comes out victorious. It's kind of surprised me. 
But me too, I, because I thought you had to be at least this tall to be the world heavyweight champion. See, you had a shot, Dave. You should have tried it. If you I'd have known, why not? <laughs> if I'd have known. Um, but I I did kind of see Ray's win coming because RJ, we've talked about the last three weeks he's lost each week to a big man that JBL has picked sure. or whatever. Yeah. And if you put him if you have him lose this match then you're just absolutely killing Ray. He's done. Well, this is, this is Ray's Kerry Von Eric moment. Yeah. yeah. He's getting one for Eddie. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Ray's wife and kids being there in the front and his kid having a, a Ray mask on, I thought was pretty cool too. Um, JBL actually was talking shit to uh, Ray's wife when he came to the ring. She was sitting there front row by the ring. Um. No, it was a good match. I thought this was a really – if I had to pick, this would probably be my second favorite match on the card. Well, and, But I, I just think there's a lot of storylines here. You know, you had this one. You had the uh, Finley and Benoit. You had the Booker and the Lashley. A lot of these matches had that storyline backup. Were they multiple weeks? Mm-hmm. It's not just, okay, next one week you're going to see – so-and-so two guys go at it and then they're going to be on the pay-per-view next week. No, you're going multiple weeks. You're going two, three weeks at least. You get that with this, you know, you're not just getting thrown together like they do it now. Yeah. No, I thought it was a fantastic main event. I thought they did good stuff. JBL really worked. I, I didn't know how this combo would go together, but I thought they worked well together in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, no complaints here. I thought it was a good main event. After watching the last few SmackDowns, I was kind of leery of this show. And I still wouldn't say it was a fantastic pay-per-view, but sure. I wouldn't say it was terrible, you know, for not a being, for not being one of the core four pay-per-views or whatever. It wasn't a terrible pay-per-view. I didn't like the women's match. Right. I did not love the Kurt and Mark Henry match mm-hmm. um Kali and Taker I hated that match well but so I don't know and, there was and, some I didn't I just didn't I, I shouldn't say I hated that match I just kind of hated how Taker got squashed I mean I can understand Taker putting Kali over if you're wanting to build him toward a title but you don't have to squash Taker to get that rub off of him I know you're right. Dad. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. They're trying to make a statement, but, but, I just don't. No, but they didn't follow it up. I mean, yeah, they did give him the world title, but yeah, he was, if you beat the, if you, if you squash the undertaker, you need to be a monster. And they did. He was not a monster. I would say overall, this, this pay-per-view would get a C for me. That's fair. A two and a half jars. Two and a half, two and a half jars. That's I great. really want to say three because the Benoit match and the and the Shane yeah. Helms match, and I really and not I didn't have a problem with the World Heavyweight Championship match. I thought it was an entertaining match. I didn't like the I didn't like the finish. Yeah. I think JBL could have been even more elevated as a heel with the win. Yeah, yeah, but and, like and JBL said, did I, not mind being a heel. He, I, I mean he. I just think if you're going to give JBL the win here, which would have been fine, you have to lead up to it differently because you couldn't just squash 
Ray in the weeks leading up to it and then being and, here again. There's no build to it. That's the build. You're building you something good. I don't let him out with a disqualification. Give me, yeah, give him a shoddy finish or something, right? Yeah. He didn't have to pin Ray. He could have just got disqualified to keep the title. Well, but that's what they did. But, but I think they already, they already did that with Kurt and, uh, uh, and Mark. So it's like, okay, can you do that multiple times? You could do it multiple times on a pay-per-view. You've seen it happen before, but do you really want that to happen? But um, with, with JBL, I just want to touch on this too. Where would you rank him as far as heels overall? Not at this time. Would you rank him up there? Or do you think just he's historically? Just yeah. Historically, I could put him in my top 20. Yeah. I'd give I'd put him in top 10. I think, I mean, I'd have to sit here and, and just and I go mean, back yeah, over. Yeah, you it. really have to think. Like, I know Rick Rude's always like at the top of my heel oh, yeah. list. I love Rick Piper's Rude. Piper's up there. Piper's probably one yeah. of the best up there. Piper would be a good one. Flair's up there when. Flair, of course. Uh, Macho Man. Uh, Jake. Jake, but yep. Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I look at heels different, though. The, the guy, for heels. Between the ones that, that can be faces too don't don't rank as high. I mean, I who did I want to see get like Buddy Roberts? Mm-hmm. Buddy Roberts to me is a would great you, heel. Would you say um, Gino Hernandez would be on your list? Gino Hernandez is probably without me just sitting here. He'd probably be like the top three. Yeah, Gino Gino Hernandez and Tully Blanchard are going to be. Yeah, are going to be definitely in my top five. Yeah, you they would have. Yeah, I would say that that would have to be there. I point. could probably name off ten hills, and then hey, I have to sit here and, and just this? try to figure out how to rank them. How about Fritz von Eric? As a never heel to me though, but he no. was a heel like in his wrestling days. Is he what used I'm to saying. goose step. He used to do the goose step. That's what I mean. Like he was a big heel. Yeah, but that was way. I mean, he was a heel before I was born. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, if you're talking about in history, big heels. I mean, he was a pretty big heel back in the day. Um, if I didn't ever see it, I mean, I saw a tape of it, but yeah, I would say. Uh, but in my lifetime, I mean, the 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 black uh, blackjack Mulligan and blackjack Lanza. Yeah, oh, that was my. And they used point. to terrorize Ivan Putski when I was a little bitty kid. Yeah. And like Ivan Putski would come out with a toy and the blackjacks would come out and they'd destroy his toy and Ivan Putski would go crazy. But man, I hated blackjack Mulligan even when I wasn't supposed to, because blackjack Mulligan was a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Buddy Roberts, Gino Hernandez, Tully Blanchard, uh, no, would you think how about how about like power or not power? Well, not power is a pain. Um, uh, uh shoot, uh, uh, Haku and uh, Barbarian. They were always heels. They were rarely faces, but they just never got over big enough no. to be in that to get over category. Big enough, yeah, because yeah. you can really look look at somebody like the Heenan family there. Ivan Koloff, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, Ted DiBiase. We forgot him. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ted DiBiase with the black glove is the best Ted DiBiase. So what about, Dave, you and Justin, you probably remember it too, is the, the, the dog collar match with Piper and Valentine. Mm-hmm. Yes. In that aspect, who was, who was Valentine the heel with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piper. Yeah. yeah. Piper. Okay, Piper was over face-wise then, right? Yeah, that was, I never, that was 80s, I, right? That was like 87. 
It's like 84. I never bought Piper. 83, I think. I never bought Piper as a big, big time heel. No. He was a good guy in Georgia. He was a bad guy announcer when we first got cable, and then he turned good. I guess he was taken up with Gordon Soley. And then, but Piper was more of an asshole. Yeah. Mm. You know, Efren and I are going to have a dog collar match at Top Guy Weekend, by the way, just letting you know. Um, well, yeah, but what yeah. you don't know, though, Dave, it's a dog collar match in Jello. Yeah, I was going to say that's just Tuesday at Efren's house. <laughs> okay, hey, so, so, so what, what, is... what, what would you rather have a wrestling match in, pudding or Jello? Oh, if it's pudding, I'll eat the whole damn tub. Well, that's what I'm saying, but if you got like, Jello, <laughs> Jello, but the thing. Jello, listen, Jello can go in the trash. Pudding's where it's at. Give me pudding all day long. I'm down for it, some pudding. Yeah, but you can't put like fruit and shit in, in pudding, though. I just you wasn't. Put, listen, you wrestle, you wrestle in pudding. Jello's more of a hotel room full, bath, bathtub full of Jello with three little people. I'll eat banana pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now I can't, Whoa. now I can't eat Jello. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I will eat banana pudding until I turn into a monkey. And it's got to be lime Jello. Yeah. Yeah. The fantasy's lime Jello. <laughs> oh Lord. okay fine no more lime jello then thanks <laughs> rj this is what i want to know because tomorrow or next week starts a new month of shows for us and what the oh, good thing frick you are we up. doing so next week we're going to be starting our march to king of the ring 2002 oh all right so we're going to be going we're going to be starting next week with the june 3rd 2002 edition of monday night raw so we're going to keep on going to that. Keep in mind, we're going to be going Raws and SmackDowns. So on the uh, 10th of June, we're going to be going over the um, June 13th edition of SmackDown from 2002. And then we'll also be going over the Go Home show for King of the Ring on the six, or the 17th. Excuse me. So we're going to be going over the Raw Go Home. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be, I, I'm sure 2002 is probably something I have seen, but not much of, I was a junior, we were junior, I was a junior in high school at the time. So I was was still probably watching, but not keep in mind, like I said, 2001, 2002 is a really the real good, heavy part, heavy part, excuse me, real heavy part as far as talent. You know, this roster is so deep. We got, just to run down the card real quick for the King of the Ring. You got RVD taking on Chris Jericho and King of the Ring semis. You got Brock Lesnar and Test. Uh, Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, You got Hulk Hogan taking on Kurt Angle. Uh, And then you have Triple H and Undertaker in the main event for the Undisputed title. And you got Lesnar and RVD in the finals for the uh, King of the Ring. And keep in mind, King of the Ring. Now, I want them to bring this back because the winner of the King of the Ring is awarded a undisputed championship match at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Okay. So yeah, this, I, yeah. This actually sounds interesting. I don't remember this King of the Ring at all. Me these, either. These, uh, these, these matches that you just said seem like interesting matches, like Hulk Hogan versus Kurt Angle. That was a real thing. I don't think I've ever watched that match. Because this was when, keep in mind, 2002. This is when 
Hogan. I know their back is the NWO, right? And everything. Right. But he's over. This is Hollywood. This is um, yellow and red. This is when they when Vince tells him to go home and get the yellow and the red and come back. Right. Um, And then he's going to and he's still going to get a run. I believe it's either this year or next year. I got to look at it more as a champion. He gets a championship, another championship run. Uh, and then Lesnar beats a little, little living shit out of him. He just but, had to have one more than Brett. That prick. son of a bitch. But no, that's going to be the next time we're going to have Dave on is next month. We're going to have King of the Ring 2002. So that will give him plenty of time to that- fight off the geese with one hand and do some research on the other. Uh, that <sighs> that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Dave, I'm going to have I- to. Def- I'm going to watch this one. Yeah, because I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. Because, and I think this is really, this was, let's see, I was a senior in high school. Yeah, this is really when I was really hardcore into it because these storylines are coming to Buffalo. I was going usually to either a Raw or SmackDown where they're coming to Buffalo at least once a year. Um, but no, this is hopefully, even a lot of your listeners like out there, like you, Devin or Michael, that have, are probably weren't even born at this time. So I was 36 and I was playing. I was playing soccer. I was playing soccer twice a week. Holy shit. We just found another revelation. I didn't know you was a uh, football player over there, Pond Water. I was playing indoor soccer. Yeah. Well, that's still soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never played that damn thing before. So I... Indoor soccer is like hockey with, with a soccer ball. Yeah. I loved it. But I was playing in 2002. I was playing – I was playing um, soccer a couple times a week, two or three times a week. And I was playing. Um, I bet you was in pretty good shape then because you do a lot of I was of the goalie. I wouldn't have him do a lot oh, of running. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. But so hold on. Smart. That, but that doesn't make any sense either. Why are you putting the smallest dude in the goalie? Like, don't you want uh, to put a taller, bigger person over there? That could... Well, the goal's not as big on indoor as it is outdoor. Oh, okay. <laughs> they it, shrink it, the it, goal down though, to your right? size. But I was fast. I mean, I I played outdoor. We uh, we played co-ed outdoor, and I mean, I was I I don't like outdoor soccer. It's boring. It's, it's, and, and it's hot. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, there's but another, uh, uh, then I was bowling. Then I was bowling a night one night a week too. So oh, there you go. I I think I, my wrestling intake slowed down in, at that period. Were you one? Well, of, were you were you the ball or the pin? We just <laughs> we just heard another pond water exclusive. The man, he's just break. He's just bringing it. Man played soccer. He bowls, but not that well because at uh, low key big hog weekend, I beat everyone's ass in bowling. Just saying. Well, Tony, I didn't go. Oh, Tony Skiavone came in second, but I got first. So I carried. I carried a two hundred five average to nationals. Well, there you wow. go. <laughs> no, I, I even I bowled it. Didn't I bowled hit it, but school. I carried it. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I had like a 180, 190 average when I was actually bowling every week. Oh, that sounds like my baseball batting average back in the day. Or any or anybody on the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> oh, that's too high for them. <laughs> hey, they've been winning a little bit here lately, though. I um, think they just swept the Guardians in a two-game series, of course. Hey, it's still hey, it's still a sweep. That's called that's the right. winning streak. That's right. One more, um, and that's a goddamn winning streak, yeah. as they say in Major League. <laughs> We have uh, we have the Mississippi Braves here. Oh, we're, we're an Atlanta farm team. This, oh, okay. Oh, 
Was is that is that sing double double A single A? I don't it's it's one I think of we're the double A's. A. You said Mississippi. I don't Braves? think we're triple A. Yeah, the Mississippi Braves. They play in Pearl, Mississippi, right outside Pearl, Mississippi. Jackson. Like the Pearl, Pearl River Plunge. Plunge. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double A team. I feel double like. A. Southern League. Yep. Well, Dave, uh, thank you so much for doing this with us. It's always fun to have you. This is your, I, I think, second appearance, right? Yeah. Keep it going. Next month, he'll be here with us again. And yep. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Ho- ho- hopefully, you'll. Uh, you 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 uh, won't be crapping your pants or fighting off geese or throwing. It's up, always driving. something though. It's I always can't, something. Can't, can't, can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> it's always something. Well, we will see you all next week on another very special edition of Ringside Rant. RJ, take us up out of here. So you can follow us wherever you get your great podcasts, all your major podcasting platforms, or simply go over to castby.com slash ringside rant all the platforms are on there the great networks we're associated with the shining wizard wrestling network full press coverage as well as the wrestling with johners network give them a follow subscribe all that good stuff and uh just put that in your bookmarks all the information's there the platforms, social medias are on there uh the actual uh, merchandise store uh, is on there as well so check that out and then until next week We'll see you right here on the Ringside Rant.